Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we watch Deadpool 2. Parker, do you love references in fourth wall breaks and satire? Well, as someone who loves Ready Player One, you know that I love references. I love things that I recognize. I love brands. I love brand synergy. And I love chimichangas. So, well, you know what? Let's talk about the chimichangas. I got the chimichangas at Alamo Draft House, and I gotta tell you, they were smaller than I expected. Yes. But, uh, we doubled up with some loaded fries. It all paid Probably out. a good idea, yeah. All I needed was the water, because I went out to eat and drink afterwards, but... Must be you know nice. what? It felt like it was part of the experience. Gotta love the chimichangas. The epic chimichangas that are referenced in the comics that we all love so well. <laughs> um, okay, for the Deadpool 2 episode, I just want to let you guys know. As to whether there will be spoilers, I mean, I don't know, it's a Deadpool movie. If you don't know where this is going, I, I don't know what to tell you. The other thing is that, while I think we both mostly enjoyed it, we're going to have a fair amount of criticisms for it, because the flaws in this movie are fairly obvious. But overall, I would still give this a hearty recommendation. Would you agree? Hey, kids. Did you like Deadpool? You'll probably like Deadpool, too. Go watch it. Take your friends. Have a night of it. Did you want to turn off Deadpool ten minutes in? You can probably skip this. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a fair assessment. Because even I, I like Deadpool a lot. But the start of this one was... Oh, boy. It was, it was as Deadpool as it was. Early yeah. on. It was just like... It's... Boy. Just talking straight into that camera. Just dive right Some in. crazy yeah. montages. Yeah, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, can I talk about what I watched first? There's no way this could go wrong. <laughs> By all means. 1948's adaptation of The Mother Three Musketeers. <laughs> which is in stunning color. Uh, Great. It's got Gene Kelly in it, who's really more well-known as a dancer. And it's pretty good. The fight scenes are good. And I was on my phone I for half this. the time. So I'm not so proud of you. Say. You know, you don't... Have to watch these, I say, looking at my list. <laughs> Ignore that, actually. <laughs> then I watched 1949's White Heat. Now, this is supposed to be a really, really good movie, and it is. It's got, um, <laughs> uh, I don't remember that guy. He's a guy in all those gangster movies. And uh, it's kind of a gangster movie, although it's sort of late in the era for a gangster movie. It's still kind of a film noir. And it's well done. I like how uh, there, there's a whole lot of time and effort that goes into it. You can tell that it was. Uh, one of Raul Walsh's better efforts out there. I like it, but I haven't really got much to say. I'd recommend it, uh, but it's... I don't know. It's kind of... If you like gangster movies, it's one of those you would uh, watch. And then I watched Mighty Joe like Young. Suicide Squad? Oh, my dad watched Suicide Squad today. 
What? Yeah, and... Why didn't you lead with that? I what? probably could have, but I, he was oh, like, yeah, me. I watched Bits and Pieces. I was like, oh, it's one of the worst movies ever. He's like, oh, it was funny. And I was just like, what? Yes. Maybe he didn't go into detail. Yes. So we'll change the subject quick. It's, I think we knew. <laughs> oh, just ask him about Harley Quinn and just see how long he talks about her. <laughs> just for me. It doesn't have to be on the show. Just, I want to know. You, you do realize that he would it. immediately bring up how she was better on the cartoon. My dad's a huge I fan of you, TAS. I need you to take your, your little fancy phone there. I need you to open that their voice memos. No one else has to hear it. I can keep it locked up in my heart forever. I just <laughs> want to hear your dad talk about Suicide Squad what? compared to the 90s cartoon real Let me see if I can do it. I want to ask about his fucking boomerang and Slipknot's head exploding. I have so many things I want to ask you. Uh, you know, I sent him that review I wrote of it, like, several, several years ago, and I don't even know if he ever got around to it. The fact that it's 5,000 words and it's basically a short <laughs> book may have something to do with it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you something. I sent my dad blank. I don't think he read it. <laughs> uh, one day. All right, nah. So, uh, I also watched Mighty Joe Young, the 1949 version. And so not the good one. Great. There's a good version of this. Incorrect. <laughs> There's another version that exists. I saw the I saw the 1998 version in theaters. But, uh, the 1949 oh version what? is pop the brakes again. What? Tell me. I want to hear about this. What? The 1998 version of Mighty Joe Young in theaters? I want to hear all about your family outing to go see Mighty Joe Young in theaters. Oh, it was certainly better than the time we went to see Mr. Magoo in theaters. And the time we went to see Inspector Gadget in theaters. And the time we saw Avatar The Last Airbender in theaters. Yes. Yes. Our family has made All future decisions. <laughs> Good to see you grew up, moved away, and now you don't see bad movies every week. Yeah. Explicitly because I make you. <laughs> so. In a galaxy far, far away. But not too far away. Because a week from today. <laughs> well. <laughs> the 1949 version of My Joe Young, which you're not going to interrupt me about again, is, it's the very first movie by Ray Harryhausen. A gorilla. Just, oh, okay. Right, yeah. Do you know who Ray Harryhausen is? Uh, he's that kid with a lightning bolt on his head. Yeah, own. exactly. Um, he does the stop motion for this, and I gotta tell you, for a guy's first effort, little Joe here looks incredible. Like, there's, you can tell all the time and effort that he puts into everything, and watching this movie, I like it so much more than the CGI, because you can tell, like, the love they put into this. He moves, and it's like, he still is very stylized, he's not, like, a perfect, like, gorilla sort of thing, but he just looks cool, and the, and the movie has, like, a good message. It's kind of like King Kong, but a little bit cuter about it. Uh, there are a couple things I, I really want to point out. First of all, I like how the actress looks about 18 years old, and is 18 years old in the story. It's like... Too often when a girl okay. is 18, she's played by like a 25-year-old and trying to be like fully like, you know, I am woman, here we go. It's just like, no, no, no. She's like, she's 18. Please do not reference the 18 episodes of Twin Peaks I watched. Thanks in advance. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, additionally, her her beau in this movie, the, the guy that she meets, is like any typical 1940s hero. You know, young, white, close-cropped hair. And... The bad thing about him is he's got this accent is the most southern honey drip drawl I've ever heard in my life. It's just 
Well, young lady, I've been thinking. It's basically like a deeper stinky from Hey Arnold. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna go sit here and ponder my worthlessness. (laughs) Oh, gad zooks, Arnold. The gorilla's loose again. Now, I have to tell you, there are a couple moments during this movie where you're just like... I, I know you're not into black and white 1940s movies, even ones about giant gorillas. But, man, once you get into this, you're just like, oh my god, what am I watching? It's not that it's bad, it's just the way that they treat this poor gorilla. Like, they make him, like, they dress him up all these things and make him perform basically what they were going to do with King Kong, but Joe is of a more manageable size. And, oh, these are throwing stuff at him, and I nearly jumped into my TV like Steve from Blue's Clues. I was really, really <laughs> mad, and uh, it just it pissed me off. There's this bald guy who's, who's like a drunk guy, and he fucking pisses me off, man. Like I, I don't even know. He doesn't get killed. I wanted to have his head violently ripped off his body in this 1940s family movie. They didn't do it. That's okay. That's That's, it's said it's okay. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. It's, okay. it's fine. Yeah. It's turned perfectly I, it's, okay. Yeah. Now, the other one I watched is another 1949 outing uh, called On the Town, another Gene Kelly movie. Now, important to realize here, it also has Frank Sinatra and uh, a bunch of other people who are pretty famous, and it's one of the most well-known musicals of all time. Now, I've got a lot to say about this one, so buckle up. Um, I'll try to keep it short. You're worst I'll, I'll try to. I'll try. I'm ready. I'll try to keep it short because uh, I know that we kind of went long in the last time out, but there's something I'm doing here. Worth it. It's uh, it's not just a musical. It's also like an, an effort to show off how well Gene Kelly can dance. And the whole movie feels like a commercial for general happiness. It's like I don't know what they're advertising, but they're advertising something that's all about just being happy, you know. And th- that's all fine and dandy. But, like, you got to have a decent story, and the story's, like, okay. Uh, a couple notes here. Let me see the first one. Parker, in the 1940s, they apparently used the term cooch dancer, like, in regular speech. And whenever she says cooch dancer, I had to, like, pause. I was like, was this rated X? Don't just say that word. <laughs> you can't have both of them sleep in the same bed, but he can angrily call her a cooch dancer? No, she calls herself a cooch dancer. Oh, that's like at least she knows her well, place. Yeah, that's important. Um, Dames, am I right, everyone? Yeah, uh, this is why the character nineteen forties all right guy. There were not a tremendous amount of jokes that I really liked. Um, I, I think the one is they keep calling this woman uh, Miss Turnstiles because, like, quite literally, she like in the subways they used to put up these pictures of pretty women who lived and worked in New York, and they were called Miss something or other. In this movie, they call them Miss Turnstiles, which is a decently funny joke, even if they say it seventy times in the movie. Um, there's a lot of good songs, and the songs sound mostly good. But then, Parker, in the 1949 Color movie, stars mostly white people singing and dancing Uh-oh. and being happy. They, uh, they're like, oh, let's explore New York City. There, there are tons of fun places to go in New York City, Parker. They go to a museum. They go to a museum of anthropological history. That's you know, And that's they... You know. they're, they're having a good time in the Museum of Anthropological History, and they decide to sing a song about it. Oh, good. Yeah, and they also dance during the song. Parker, I, I, I knew when I watched the song Prehistoric Man that uh, it was going to go into a couple of dark places. And then there were a couple points where I said out loud in my room by myself. By myself. 
that, like, oh, you don't have to do that, and it just kept getting worse and 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 worse. Nice. You did me a favor to repeat the name of this movie for me for On the Town, Prehistoric Man. We can take a pause here if you want to watch it. I'm gonna need to drink this in here. It's it's not a short song though. I think that song's like 17 minutes long. No, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> no, it's like three. Promising picture. <laughs> okay. Four and a half minutes. He said. Oh, I did not All know right. it was that long. That's. Oh, oh, I prefer. Oh, I remember bits and pieces of this. This is uh, kind of just kind of familiar here. Are you watching this? Oh dear. Oh boy. Why does he have that drum? Oh, I skipped to the wrong part. It, there is a no right part. <laughs> this is, oh, good, they found the mask. Yep. Thank goodness. I, all I was thinking about was Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm thinking was coming to America. <laughs> These fucking dumb crackers found the Zamunda exhibit. No, I'm thinking of uh, the pest. <laughs> oh, you don't have to do that. Boy, it keeps going. It it keeps getting yeah, worse. Yeah, I indeed it does. I, I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed. And some people said that this was better than singing in the rain. <laughs> this is. Why am I still watching this? I'm done with this. Yeah. Um... Boy, your yeah. bike sounds like a helicopter. Yeah, That's it's better now, right? Okay. Yeah. Look at the waveform. I thought it was just the feds were coming to get me for watching this video. <laughs> it's like, you think it's bad enough with them banging on drums and wearing those masks, but, but then the music stops and they just scream. <laughs> God almighty. Yeah, like the ethnics do. Greatest generation. Thank you for your service, Mr. Kelly. Did you watch anything that's not horribly racist? Uh, well... Before I say that, yes I did, uh, <laughs> the one last thing I have to say about On the Town is Betty Garrett was the best part of the movie. This is a movie that has, again, Frank Sinatra and Gene Kelly in it. Betty Garrett was the best part of the movie because she's really funny. And she's just different from how you'd expect it. It's just like, I, I didn't know that she was going to be uh, this entertaining in it. And I don't know if she's ever done anything else that I'm like, well aware of. I, I'm looking at uh, everything that she did. She was in Laverne and Shirley. No. Oh, the sets and costuming look pretty good. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, it's an, such an elaborate sequence. A lot of time was put in this, and at no point did someone go, "Hey, guys, maybe this isn't cool." Well, it was 1949. Maybe we shouldn't time. dress up like them, dance around, and then howl. Parker, I don't have a good excuse for this. I can't speak for all white people. Answer for your people. I, I don't know that I can. Um, so, I did watch one other movie. See, so I obviously watched Deadpool 2, and I walked out of it, and I walked out thinking, boy, I had a really good time. And then I walked out, and I, I read this review on uh, Letterboxd and said it was awful, and it was soulless, and it was terrible, and it was a waste of time, and blah, 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 and none of the jokes worked. I was like, 
am I missing something here? They're like, you, if they will, if you want a real movie, go watch any of the other Marvel movies. So it's like, okay, oh, I'm gonna pick one at random. Oh my god, are you kidding me? Ant Man again? So I set a Guinness World Record. I am the first person in history to watch that movie three times. Uh, so happy to have my little name in the book. We'll see if we can get it going. I, I might try to extend the record. I might go for four. Uh, Paul Rudd. My God, the Madman. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Is he really the good. handsomest of all the Marvel stars? Like, I know it's a tough list, but God, he's so good looking. The fact that he's looked the same for like 25 years is so unfair. That beautiful baby boy. <laughs> so I saw Michael Douglas in it. The first thing I thought of was Martin Sheen, because I always get them confused. And then I thought of him <laughs> in, uh, what's the movie with the clown? Damn it. Uh, Spawn. <laughs> Spawn, how yeah. dare you? <laughs> oh, how could I forget? Uh, I think the if I was to make any note about Ant-Man, be just two. Uh, one, it's it's pretty funny. It's one of the funnier Marvel movies, but still like a quarter of the jokes hit. And Correct. The other thing is it uses uh, slapstick better than a lot of other movies because a lot of other movies their slapstick will just be as big and loud as possible. In this, the slapstick is about as quiet and small as possible, and thus it's so much funnier. So I don't know. I I really appreciated that. It's like when the little like little like train tips over. I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. It's so cute. Yeah. That was in all the trailers, and that scene specifically won me over. Like, this movie's probably gonna be pretty good. Yeah, and you know it, it is. And I know all about the Edgar Wright stuff. Look, I don't I don't care. The movie's good as it is. I I don't care whatever. Look, we, we all like Edgar Wright here, but to pretend like it would have been a masterpiece, have you fucking watched Scott Pilgrim recently? Because that is. I will go to my grave hating that movie. Oh, that's <laughs> Gabby at work says that's one of her favorite movies. Well, you know, it's okay to like a movie. It's fine. Whereas I'm like, I'm very much a South Park Republican on this, where the answer lies somewhere in the middle. There are a couple jokes in that. I love being a centrist movie fan. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, there are a couple jokes in Scott Pilgrim that I think are genuinely funny, but there are also a couple lines in there that I think are some of the worst ever written. I do enjoy going back all the years later and just seeing how many people I recognize now are in that cast. But I still yeah, like Chris Evans. But my sweet baby boy. I'm in lesbians with you. Someone wrote that. Alright, yeah. well, on a downer note, yeah. that's all we have this week. So, uh, what else did you watch? Okay, so here's the thing. When last we left each other's company and tender embraces... I had watched three episodes of Twin Peaks. I am now on season two, episode nine. Oh my god. I have watched a lot of Twin Peaks. Holy shit. And maybe I watched too much, because the bloom is starting to come off the rose watching so many in a row. Well, there are a lot of bad subplots. Yes, there are. You're you're now deep into the marshes. Yeah. Um, that, uh... Boy, with I think uh, about two days ago we did like three or four in a row, and after that fourth one ended, I was like I, I cannot watch this anymore. Yeah, I'm starting. Yeah. If I have to see that fucking eye patch weirdo oh, one more time, even get talking about cheerleader tryouts. That's that's I, Nadine. I can't. I, can't. I, I would I, I would argue that Nadine is the worst part of season two. A lot of people would go differently, but 
Parker, there is no point for her being in this fucking movie. I've heard from show. what I've seen, she is the worst part, but Bobby is still the worst actor by a country. Mile. Okay, so I, I was hoping I would get to this on the podcast, and I'm here to defend Bobby's acting. I think it's intentional. I think, like, they kind of set him up and told him to act that way, because I've seen him in other stuff, and he's pretty much fine in everything else he does. But in this, I think he was told to act like a complete weirdo. For me, okay. well, I intentionally hate him. Then, well, that's fine. For me, oh, he's gonna come back too. Um, I'm sure he's never fucking leaving. Uh, for me, I think Maddie is actually the worst. Oh, don't worry, I got to, I got to hurt in game. So that scene, rest in peace. Yeah, so that scene, the uh, the it is happening again scene. For me, that is the high point of television in general. That is my, I think it's my all-time favorite television scene. I'm sorry, I have how many episodes left? Uh... Aw, oh, jeez. Aw, oh, jeez. Yes, it's... I feel like I've been bamboozled. Now, every single time I tell someone to watch this, and they get about as far as you, they say, Oh, how much longer do I have to go with this fucking show? I tell them the same thing every single time. It is worth it for the final episode. Okay? I promise you this. It is so worth it for the final episode. Would I lie to you? Would I lead yes. you? Ast- okay, yes. don't answer that. Would I lead you astray? Just give it a chance. I swear to God, when you get to the final episode, you will say, "I don't know what the hell I watched," and it will be in both a good and bad way. And you gotta say. Now to clarify, final episode of season two or of the return? Final episode of season two. I. Or yes <laughs> is also an acceptable answer, I imagine. Actually, I have to admit, I gave up on season two. I got spooked. <laughs> or on, on the reboot. <laughs> uh, Are you going to watch it with me? Friend? I might have to. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I really wish that was streaming literally anywhere. Not excited about uh, the cost of this upcoming Blu-ray set, because I can't stream it. Oh, don't worry. You'll just have to download it from Sig or something. I mean, halfways. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so your favorite character, uh, James Hurley, sang his little song. Uh-huh. I might have to put that into the podcast at some point. Maybe I'll make the ending song. That fucking song. I I remember when he started playing his guitar, I was just like, wow, I can't do that. I could... No, 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 no. Took fucking one knee in the living room like a disrespectful player <laughs> and played a four and a half minute goddamn acoustic. That whole fucking love triangle... Uh-oh. I was getting heated. I was just yelling in my room, like, you've known each other six fucking days. Just just move. Just leave this town. Just go. It doesn't matter. I think that's kind of like the joke. Like, it was making fun of, like, uh, soap operas and stuff. <laughs> Look, summer hit hard and it hit fast here. It went from, like, 60 degrees to, like, 95. And I was getting really heated. I, I believe it. I, I love the little magician kid, though. Oh, yeah. Sometimes things happen just like that. Just like I think I hit, like right in the middle, there were like two or three in a row that were like, "There's a couple good scenes," but I don't give a fuck about this dude watering his plants, scared to leave the house. Oh, did you? I don't need to see myself represented in television. Did you? Did That's you funny. like when he killed himself with like the fucking like thing? And it's very clearly <laughs> just painting blood on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's real good. Oh, fucking weirdo. He deserved to be bullied. Um, I have come to terms with the fact that on any average episode, there's going to be five to ten minutes I really, really enjoy, and then the rest is going to be a crapshoot. Did you get to Bobby's father? That's fine. 
I like Bobby's father. I like, I, he's one of my favorite characters because he's very clearly one of the better actors. Podcasting is its own accomplishment. <laughs> but it's such a good line. Then she asks him, but, how was the pie? And he says, exceptional. That's what I'm talking about. His big episode was the first time in the whole series that I was like, okay, hold on. The wheels are about to fall off. Because that episode, it had, I mean, it had the great thing with Bob at the very end. Yeah. But it had that song. It also had the scene where he's like, hey, so uh, we got these here transmissions about owls. What if it's aliens, guys at home? And I was like, oh, fuck, don't start explaining things. Whatever you do. And then they just immediately went away from that. Which, yeah, that's fine by me. Yeah, I don't think it really does ever get explained exactly what uh, the Lodge is. But but as someone whose big thing in this show is just when it gets weird and fucked up, the mere idea of them like, but what if there's a rational explanation? That's a good point. Yeah. Ooh, I got scared. But you gotta remember. Oh. You gotta remember who the director is. Don't worry, he doesn't do that sort of thing. But he directed that episode, so I was like, oh shit, what are you doing? It's, it's, he's he just, just he, That's all he does, and which I love. That's one of my favorite things about David Lynch is he's you know creative enough to do that sort of thing. I can't wait. To, I, I thought you finished the return. I forgot to. He might have. I don't dear. remember. I, I I didn't get to. I thought you uh, finished watching it. I'm so excited. We'll get to it. Because I remember we, we alluded to it briefly, like, sometime last October. I think it ran out of time. never came I, I, I watched a lot of episodes, and I'm not sure how you'll like it, or whether you will, but because uh, it's a little controversial. But uh, I, I liked what I saw. Like, at the end of the day, it's just something I need to absorb in my eyes. Oh, boy. Whether I like it or not, I just need to experience it. I'm just letting you know. Uh, you'd think the episode... Like, what happened recently? In the What's that happened in the last episode you watched? The last one I watched... Uh, it was the one after Leland uh, took care of our favorite character. Parker. What's you've that? Got a, you've got a, a dark road yeah, ahead. I, 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 this is, there's a reason I stopped where I did. I was like, I'm pretty sure that was the peak of this series. <laughs> so, uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe we'll put a movie on. I'm, I'm just but letting boy. you know that, again, Thank I God. swear it's all worth it for the final episode. Thank God they got Ray Wise. Because one thing I've learned, I'm not going to say the script is bad by any means, but a lot of characters get a lot of monologues, and a lot of them cannot handle them. But Ray Wise is just, he's just so fucking good. We haven't talked about James and his bike yet, have we? We don't have to talk about James because his bike hasn't played a big part yet. Oh, no, not oh I'm man. Sure, oh, that's yeah. Don't worry. I'm sure you've made it pretty clear. James and his fucking bike. We will be talking bike. about his bike. <laughs> but just God bless. I love how quickly this show turned from who killed Laura Palmer. Leland Palmer having a regular one, <laughs> just totally having a normal day offline, <laughs> cry dancing. And screaming. Oh my god. And throwing tantrums because he didn't get his tendies. I, love I don't it. know what would be better. You watching this movie with me, or this show, with me in the same room, or with my brother in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please record him doing his Oh, dance? my brother, he lives 200 miles away, but what are these days? Motherfucker, phones exist. Yeah. Get him a Snapchat. Tell him me. that. But uh, I'm going to have to get it. I gotta get a recording of him doing the Leland Fry dance. <laughs> he is my MVP of this show. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Dale Cooper. Everyone loves Dale. I mean, Cooper. how could you not? Leland Palmer is just so fun. Every time he's on screen, I'm looking up from anything I'm doing. I'm paying attention and just letting. 
His fucking, when he turns himself in, his whole little monologue about feeling the anger in, like, every cell of your body. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Compared to... <laughs> that girl talking to the, the recluse dude. Talking about Laura's secret journal. Yeah, that's... Oof. Oof. There's a lot of subplots that are just, you know... There's a lot of stuff that... You might understand, uh... That super strength is just going to be a thing this whole season that's never acknowledged. Until the final episode. Oh, boy. Oh, it's so much worse for me than it is for you. At some point, she joins the wrestling team. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm actually having a regular day online. So you said you watched a movie. I'm... Well, I've watched some movies. Oh, okay. But more important, not nearly as much as usual because, you know... 45 minute episodes including that hour and a half season premiere Swing Peak in it here oh yeah Swinging Peak's a gate back in full yes. force oh we got a bad burp coming no throw it on it's stuck put your in hips there. into it we're, we're gonna oh god buck my hips like a wild stallion <laughs> <laughs> so let's dick around HBO Go as you mm -hmm. do Silicon Valley's ended so there's nothing else to watch and I see an ad for a little show called Barry well, it's a show starring Bill Hader, created by Bill Hader. I love Bill Hader with all my heart and Bill soul. Bill Hader's I to the on. I hate so much <laughs> about sharing things with you. <laughs> but it is a show where Bill Hader is a hitman. Mm -hmm. He has a contract kill in Los Angeles, and he accidentally stumbles into a shitty local art scene. A really, really, like, rinky-dink little actress theater kind of thing. Mm -hmm run by Henry Winkler, and he decides, I don't want to be a hitman anymore. I don't want to be an actor. And it's real good. Okay. I powered through seven of the eight episodes and then fell asleep during the finale because I was a tired, tired treat boy. Oh, I kind of love treats. I love treats so much. So, oh, God, there it is. Nice. Oh. Now, you heard how much Twin Peaks I've been watching. That put me in a very specific mindset, and that is early 90s. Early 90s and a very questionable quality. So imagine my surprise when I'm just digging through stuff in my room and I see, what's that? Tremors? Oh. I should definitely watch Tremors. Exactly. You know what? Tremors is real good. And seeing that fucking canceled pilot from Sci-Fi Channel with Kevin Bacon coming back in yeah. it... How dare you? How dare you? How dare you not give that one season? Kevin Bacon is showing up wearing a cowboy hat like, yeah, I'll fight monsters. And you're just like, no thank you? Are you fucking kidding me? What is the point? Why even have a network? Well, I'm sorry that you don't get as much Kevin Bacon as you would have liked. Might as well, I should download Footloose. Eh, maybe not, though. Which version of it, though? I hate, <laughs> I hate movies. <laughs> Speaking of things I should have cut out of my DVD collection. Mm -hmm. As I said, just feeling very 90s. Yeah. Very regular, having a normal one. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch something. I don't know what, though. Like, I feel feel this whole decade just having been in nostalgia going, let me start at the beginning of this bookcase here. Anaconda. Let's pop this in. Man. What year was that released? Anaconda. 
Who? If it's not 1997, I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> now, are you familiar with the film Anaconda? I've heard of it several times. Oh my god, it was 1997. It just, it feels 1997. Let me just run this cast by you real quick. So it stars Jennifer Lopez, Uh-oh. Ice Cube, Uh-oh. Owen Wilson. Oh no. And John Voight doing a Cajun accent. Oh, I'm in. You pull you pull me right back it in. It is incredibly good. Also unwatchable, but also fantastic. The CGI snake is fucking horrendous. <laughs> it's you can just go on YouTube, save yourself the ninety minutes and just really get the good stuff. It is it is wonderful. I, I might need to watch it with Alex. She's our 90s correspondent. I'm sure she would have some takes on the uh, CGI snake. <laughs> but you know what? We're already doing a 90s creature feature. Why not just go all the way? With a little film called Lake Placid, in which a giant crocodile terrorizes these people. The, the things you choose to do with your time, I say, as I download all the Three Ninjas movies. I was feeling very 90s. And sometimes, you know, you just... You're in that mood. You're like, I have all these real movies made by, like, actual directors and filmmakers with a vision. It's kind of like foodie. Sometimes, like, you know what? I could go to this restaurant here. I could go here. I could go get delicious pizza from this place. But no. I want Domino's. And I want it in my body yesterday. I know that feeling. And that's how movies are. So, like, sure, I could just crack open... This fucking Tarantino box set that's been collecting dust. Just waiting for me to delve into it. But I could watch a crocodile attack Bill Pullman. Hmm. I, I chose to watch the crocodile attack Bill Pullman. You know what the biggest problem with this movie is, though? What? There's about four main characters. They all make it to the end. Fuck out of huh. here. I, uh... Huh. Yeah. So is it just, what, innocent bystanders who get it, or...? Yes. Nameless yokel cops and such. Okay. Now, Lake Placid is watchable, but Anaconda has the nerve to start with a text crawl, so I'm gonna give that one the nudge. <laughs> the balls on a movie with a CGI giant snake to give you a text scroll about the predators of the jungle. <laughs> Only the predators can wield you. can wield the wand. <laughs> Every episode. Oh my god. It's why is that our running game? It's a part of us. It's a grand in us. Yeah. You don't just watch Bright and then move on. I'm just gonna fucking buy it on Blu-ray or something. (laughs) Our lives are PB and AB. (laughs) At at, at this point, you know, if I buy it on Blu-ray, that's another Guinness World Record. (laughs) First person to buy it on Blu-ray. Can't wait for this awful secret Santa. (laughs) You're getting a poster. Oh, that's cool. You get on my Ready Player One poster with Iron Giant. Uh, I was having a good time. It's still sitting in my closet just waiting for you to wrong me in some way. Oh my way. god, you actually have, I'm so upset. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, we're playing the long game here, friend. There's gotta be like a Zemeckis Cube thing. Keep talking, I'm gonna Google Zemeckis Cube shopping. <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> Basically what I'm saying is, I should have consulted Alex beforehand to get her hot takes. In three days I will get an angry message at 8 in the morning that I forgot to mention that Oliver Platt's fat ass is in Lake Placid. And that's fine. That's what friends are for, to remind you when you mess up. Also, both future episodes. 
Or just one feature episode of both. God, why do they have that thing that says keep calm and says keep calm and use the Zemeckis cube? Holy oh, shit. Do, do not go to Google and hit shopping on the thing that says Zemeckis cube. There are so many, like, people Etsy the shit out of this. You're gonna fucking hate <laughs> Christmas. Oh, I could put it on a coffee mug. That's oh, the, what is it? The one that says Zemeckis cube and phone stand. Is this like an actual cube? Is this like I like the Zemeckis cube one that's in the Back to the Future font, just to ensure that you never wear it in public. I, I don't think I would ever wear even a bed. Man, you're gonna fucking hate. Twenty eight ninety nine for a Rubik's cube. You're on drugs. That's fine. Yeah. No sir. Anything's possible in the Oasis, Chris. Yeah, so I'm going to be a fucking mushroom. I'm going to be Sonic with big feet. No, we can't do this again. <laughs> you do realize we would never stop. <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> She's putting on an Aaron Hernandez jersey. You immediately go to Aaron Carter. <laughs> no, party of the year. <laughs> God damn it! No, fuck this. I'm which done. which one I of watch. the three ninjas would you be? <laughs> Colt, Rocky, or Tum Tum? Oh my God! My Tum Tum is full of treats right now. Which iteration of Hulk Hogan would you be? Which iteration of Kane would you be? The mayor or the guy with a mask? <laughs> I I fucks with libertarian Kane. Yo, I I was talking. I was out at Korean barbecue with my friends. I was talking about Kane as mayor. I should probably cut this. But we were saying, oh yeah, it turns out he's a libertarian, so he doesn't hate black people. Just hates poor people. <laughs> I mean, as a man who was burned himself by the Undertaker, <laughs> he understands the plight of those who look different. Please don't leave any of that. No, in. I'm gonna cut all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you watch any other movies? No! <laughs> what the fuck? Rest in power, Paul Bear. <laughs> Yo, the, you have no idea. My, my brother and I were playing, I think it was like the, the PlayStation 1 version of WWF Smackdown or whatever. It's really good. <sighs> Fucking cat. Hang on. Can, uh, I guess you can hear him moaning or something. Give me a sec. Beautiful little child. Uh, my brother and I were playing like WWF Smackdown for PlayStation 1 and I think I said to my dad because he watched a little bit more wrestling than I did I was like dad who's Paul Bearer and my dad laughed hysterically for like 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I can talk to your dad about Suicide Squad and wrestling oh my god he's gonna visit you before I do <laughs> all this untapped content <laughs> you're gonna meet him and you're gonna be like wow he really is like Hank Hill <laughs> Does that mean I have to mow the lawn? No, it means you can't. So, let's talk about Deadpool 2. Oh, jeez. Now, we both love the first movie. The first movie was... Uh, Popular, popularly considered the second best movie of the year, maybe even the fifth best movie of the year, but uh, who's to say? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's okay to have opinions about movies, and sure. I think the one thing that you weren't really big on in the first movie was the plot. Am I correct? Yeah, as funny as it was, it was how you say barely a movie. 
It was just a series of events and flashbacks, and then it ended. Well, the one thing I did like about it is that the drive here was that he could get himself fixed up so he could hook up with his girlfriend. I really do feel that the first movie was more of a romance kind of set up in this comedy atmosphere. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that, friend. Uh, yeah, I'll, we'll certainly Boy. get to that, and then some. Oof. Now, I, I loved his girlfriend in the first movie. I mean, who doesn't? She was great. They were so good together. And... Uh, I mean, it's just, it was nice to see. And then there's a whole lot of, you know, jokes and stuff like that in the first movie. And I thought it worked. What I didn't like in the first movie was the torture sequences. Uh, and I get why you have them in there. I know it's part of the character. And, you know, yeah, I mean, how sweet can life be if there aren't some bitter moments? But, whew, some of it got kind of serious, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, it was a little unpleasant to watch, we'll say. Yeah. And not particularly framed or filmed very well. Yeah, but once it got back on track... Like, normally that shit doesn't matter in a comedy, but if there's no jokes and it's just kind of really shittily filmed, it kind of hurts. Yeah. I'm sure Tim Miller's a nice guy, but Deadpool 1 is barely I'm a Not movie. sure I can agree with and that. And that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that person, Like I said, I love Deadpool 1, and watching this movie just reminds me i got to buy it on Blu-ray. So this movie is billed as more of a family movie you know oh, all his family boy. members there his i forgot about <laughs> that f word um get it yeah because that was a little on the yeah, nose wouldn't he say yeah because because he says the f word sometimes in the movie um the thing that gets me about it is the framing of it as a family movie doesn't particularly work because even though he meets all these people he meets domino and cable and Super Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus and Yukio. Hey! Um, hi, Wade. And <laughs> Hi, Yukio. And uh, <laughs> Flame Fist or something? We're going to call him Russell. He meets all these people, <laughs> but I don't ever think he spends enough time with all of them, you know? So they don't really feel like members of his family. Yeah, this movie has this weird contrast for me. Because on one hand... It tries to be an actual movie with a plot and character growth, but none of that is done particularly well, but you let it go because it's a comedy, but also it's trying to be this real thing, so those scenes aren't very funny. It's a weird back and forth. Yeah, it is, and like I said at the beginning of this, for as many missteps as this movie has, and it does have quite a few missteps, it's still funny enough that I have to give it a recommendation. I mean, I was laughing hysterically at some parts. Um... So, uh, I guess I'll give like kind of a little scene by scene here. Not, no, we're not gonna go every single scene because I don't want to write up a list of what joke is funny and what joke isn't. But just oh, my favorite episode. <laughs> Did you like that one part when? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But do you remember that? I mean, part? I mean we, we'll probably mention a couple of jokes. That I've we never been guilty like. of doing yeah, exactly. That. But we're gonna talk about his little feet mm. for about forty-five. Oh, minutes, we're gonna have so to. Yeah, that's in. really funny. Now. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, uh, his girlfriend gets killed. Take a second here. I, I maybe I, I don't know because I'll put it like to you like this: is I felt like I was the only one who really appreciated the romance in the first movie. So when they killed off his girlfriend, it actually broke my heart. I was just like, "What? No, you killed her!" So the opening credit sequence and the James Bond sequence, which I loved, by the way, where they're yes, like, "Wait, you killed her?" I was just like. Wow, I'm completely on the movie's side here. I thought it was so shitty to kill her off. I really like her, you know? 
but you know, yeah, it took until the Bond opening to get me to open up. More. I can see that, yeah. Because when they killed her, it was like, oh, you just you didn't you didn't want to write her something to do, huh? Oh, yeah. You just wanted him to go on a wacky adventure, but didn't know what to do with her, huh? Because if there's one thing I love about comic books, it's definitely when they just murder a woman so the hero has something to do. Oh, well, to be honest... That never happened. Do you know what I thought they were going to do? I thought that they were going to go with the awful route where uh, it'd be like in Hellboy 2 on Golden Pond, where they were going to just, like... Oh, they broke up because he's so hard to deal with. Or, like, Spider-Man whatever, where he, he can't be with his girlfriend because he's a superhero or some shit like that. Wade, I'm gonna have a kid. No, we can't go out there and fight bad guys anymore. Just one last mission, babe. <laughs> but even then, she's only in the movie for about, like, a good seven minutes. But even then, they're so good together. They have great charisma together. They really do. So it really sucks to take one of the best parts of the movie to go... Nah. Yeah. But, uh... Which is even more disappointing, because every time she shows up later in those super self-serious scenes... Well, I, uh, well I'll defend one of those later on. Didn't work for this uh, Yeah, guy. just one of them, though. Just one of them. Um, the, we'll in fact, together. I, but you have your own family. Okay, yeah, don't worry, I'll get to that in a bit. But, uh... <laughs> some of it where it's like, this is what he's fighting for, this is, you know, a driving force for him, that gave the movie a real heart to it. This movie does, in fact, have a soul. And the fact that this is what's pushing him, and the fact that he does have at least one person that he can believe in and trust even more than himself, I, I think that's a really, really heartwarming part. Now, speaking of heartwarming, it starts but with him. The thing is, you can't have a revenge movie. That's just dick and dubstep jokes, though. Like, it's the same thing I'm saying. Like, I appreciate them trying to be like, no, 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 this is an actual character with feelings, and things happen for a reason. But also, it's undercut entirely, but also I don't want it to be too serious. There's a lot going on yeah, here. Yeah, speaking of too serious, I'm I'll get to I'm overthinking this movie way too much. So, anyway, he starts off the movie by killing himself, and, you know, obviously he gets put <laughs> back together, and uh, then he gets dragged to join the X-Men, but he calls it the X-Force. He teams up with a bunch of people to stop a young kid named Russell. Remember uh, the... What was the... Uh, the MSD episode Time Chasers where it's like that this guy cannot be the protagonist. <laughs> when they meet Russell, it's just like, oh, he's he's gonna do this throughout the movie, he's gonna find Rogue X Men and like get them together. No, this kid's like the entire point of the movie. Russell is so thick. Yeah, Russell My sweet, thick little treat boy. Uh, now I hated him. I actually really kinda hated him. Um I was indifferent. He had a couple good I lines think what got me was the accent. Again, I'm a voice guy, and here that accent just irritated me. <laughs> I hate kids with funny accents. I, well, I just hate kids in general. No, he was just, Same. Uh, just I don't know, he got on my nerves. And the thing about him, the, the reason I didn't really like the character, was that he was way too serious. You know, like it's it's very much like the torture scenes where he's just, you know, super serious and, and angry about everything. And I can understand it, and he has a good reason to be. And I can understand what the movie's trying to do, but. Goodness gracious, sometimes it was just a little bit much for me, you know? Yeah, because, like, I get it. This needs to be serious, so, like, this kid has a point, you understand. But also, I'm not here for this kid. I'm, I'm here for the jokes. I mean, good on you for trying to make a real movie, like I've been saying. But also, maybe that's not what I wanted. Maybe I was wrong the first time. Yeah. Lord knows I've been wrong about a movie before. <laughs> 
Me too. <laughs> Lord knows I've rewatched things and been like, oh no, oops. Yeah, I was definitely. Going. Also, Robin. Firefist is a pretty stupid name. So, anyway. They're, they're all bad names, and that's what makes comics so They good. both get locked up in a prison. I immediately thought of Fast 8, and they break out of prison, oh, and uh, the kid goes away. He joins up with the Juggernaut. Um, Why isn't Jason Statham in a superhero? Not movie? yet. I mean, besides Crank. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so he uh take the crank and uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's a good thing that my dad doesn't know about that and one of these days he's gonna say that just about every single time someone says crank he's the ultimate crank actually so have you read this uh baseball crank <laughs> i don't think he even knows about dan mclaughlin that's kind of weird oh my god dan mclaughlin is paul bear holy shit he sounds just like him <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta stop this now because that'll be fifteen minutes gone. I'm just, uh, I, I just gotta up. get it in and on on mic here. Is that Dan McLaughlin sounds not quite exactly what you think he sounds like? He sounds like a South Park parody of what you think he sounds like. He's <laughs> so cool. So anyway, uh, they have to stop the Juggernaut, and uh, they gotta stop Russell. Who Russell in the future will be so mad, and and he'll kill Cable's family. So Cable has to go back in time to stop them, and uh, which is weird because I don't know much about the comics. Don't think that's why Cable went back in time. So it's weird that they just gave him Deadpool's thing. Oh, oh man, why does he want to fight? His family died. What? Don't worry about it. Is it weirder than making Domino black? Boy, you want to read some spicy takes that'll make you want to kill yourself? I don't. Good, good choice. Who said it. Self care is very important, buddy. There's this thing called Twitter. Oh, no. Everyone on it is garbage. Are you th- Except us. Please follow. Okay, then let me say it like this. Domino was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Correct. She's she's great. fantastic. I was I was laughing so hard at her. She was great. She's she's funny. She's really good at what she does. And here's my favorite part about her. She smiles. And not in just the. <laughs> it sounds bad because it sounds like the whole. You know, it'd be a lot prettier if you smiled. No, 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 no. It's. What I'm really kind of sick of in movies is those supercilious, stoic, badass action women who are just like, you know, just completely like deadpan the entire time, have no emotions, and it's just like, it doesn't really feel like a, a character I can get attached to because there's no like emotional. You don't core. have to talk about Gina Carano from the first movie like that. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. Good point. <laughs> but then this, like, the, she's smiling, and I'm like, I can see why she's smiling. She's funny, and and she's she's lucky. Everything goes her way. Why wouldn't she be smiling? So it works out. Exactly. Who would have guessed that it's fun to watch a character enjoy being in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> now, of, all of them. Speaking of a character in their movie, Parker. I think I have a, a slight disability. Um, well, I I just easy. I I just have some sort of problem with movies that just refuse to show the character in their mask for the entire time. It's just like no, no, look at all this makeup and CGI we're going to do to his face, and that bothers me because like he looks so much cooler with a mask on. It didn't feel like it was off as much as it was in the first one, but it's also been a while since I've seen the first one. I don't know. I just kept seeing this like ugly like avocado a whole out. Like it, there's a lot of that movie. A lot of scenes with him and T.J. Miller just hooting and hollering in that yeah. bar. I don't know. I mean, I was gonna say you got to get riding rails. It's pretty face on camera. They only had it for a very short scene in this movie. 
What a good yeah. scene. See? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a good scene. <laughs> so I I don't know. There are there. Uh, I mean, we should also talk about some of the other characters. Uh, Josh Brolin is Cable. I thought he was pretty good. Do you think Josh Brolin's having a good year? Do you think I have to. Th- things are going all right for him. I have to say, like comic book movies have been pretty good to him. We've got this Avengers three, Jonah Hex. I think I can see why he likes these movies. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> it owned that this weekend the fucking headlight came out that he almost gave up on doing comic movies because of Jonah Hex. <laughs> it's all full circle. Now, one thing you should appreciate about this movie is how it has all these random comic characters and time travel, but they keep it incredibly simple. Because, buddy, do you know Cable's origin? No, I do not. Hey, I just wanted to let you know he's the biological son of Cyclops and a Jean Grey clone from the future. Huh. Now, are you happy that that was never mentioned? Because I sure was. Yeah, I could definitely say I am. Because the second someone says those words out loud, your eyes just roll as far back in your head as humanly possible. Huh, I don't even know where to go with that. I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> yeah, just don't. It's fine. You know, one of the things I liked about the movie is that you never see Deadpool ever flirt with Domino. Exactly, because he has the love of his life. Exactly. It's... Even if she's in hell, rest in peace. <laughs> no, we gotta... I gotta tell you something. My dad almost saw this movie tonight, but he was not feeling it. His God. back's hurting. Wish. Now, what do you think he would have said when he saw Brianna Hildebrand as Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Oh my god. He would have been asked politely yet firmly to leave the <laughs> Sir, you have received numerous warnings. All in the span of 16 seconds. <laughs> She's a what? Dating a what? Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to put down your there will be no refund sir i am the manager oh that reminds me i i I do want to tell the story even Uh, though it's not really germane to the conversation but uh the movie started at 7 15 i thought it started at 7 40 so so i got a so i'm driving over there and i gave myself plenty of time because like i want to see that pre-show and i walked in as like the final uh preview was ending and i was just like oh my god i couldn't even like find my seat i had to have a guy help me find my seat like mm-hmm. like i was like a rich old white woman and uh <laughs> so after i got walked to my seat and asked to sit down and shut up uh got my changas they played uh for the for the movie they they played someone who got kicked out of the theater for being on their phones and it was the funniest like phone message i've ever heard in my life <laughs> those are real good we didn't get that this time. We got the most trailers I've ever gotten in front of an Alabama I haven't. Movie. I didn't see any of the trailers. I think the last one might have been, I don't know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, maybe The Seagull or something. It was like 15 fucking minutes of trailers. Usually we get like three or four. Here's there's a month special thing. Just endless. Just get to the dick jokes. <laughs> God almighty. Now, we could also talk about... We have a wee little black. We could also talk about the cameos. This is the closest we can get to a spoiler because, as far as spoilers, like end of the movie, there's like it's the good guys win, you know. There's probably gonna be a sequel. Like, come on. But uh, Depender's back. Uh, you gotta love Depender. Um, always, always. They actually have the X Men in this movie for a very brief scene, which is kind of fun. Um, they got Rob Delaney from Twitter as Peter. Um, 
Does anyone go think of him as anything but that guy from Twitter? Right. We need to talk about the X-Force group. Yeah, let's talk about... well Because I've seen the Deadpool trailer a lot. Yeah. And a lot of TV spots. And all of them have the various members of the X-Force getting a little ground action. you got Terry Crews, like, punching a bus. You've got Shadowstar or whatever using swords. And then we get to the movie. <laughs> and they all just fucking die. And... God bless. God bless that fake-out marketing. That Boy, that is good, isn't it? Let's talk about the marketing for a little bit. Uh, first of all, the preview that I saw, the Bob Ross one, cracked me up. The other one yeah, here is uh, the Deadpool uh, stuff at... I can't, Were they doing it at Target? Uh, where, they, where they put the him on all those DVD uh, and Blu-ray? Walmart, I think. Only at Walmart? I think it's a Walmart well, Either thing. way. That sounds like a Walmart I just thing. think that is like the niftiest thing now i would never buy a movie with deadpool on it unless it was actually deadpool because like but it's a fucking slip cover oh i didn't know that that's so i did not know that slip cover just take it off quit being such losers about i had no idea (laughs) i thought it was like a real thing that's hilarious though i thought it was great i thought it was really funny um as, as far as that goes there's also um well a few other things i don't know that this ties into marketing but how do i how do i put this well have you ever heard of the comedian Lenny Bruce? I sure have. Think about it like this, and it's not just dick jokes here. Lenny Bruce was well known during his time for not just being a pretty funny comedian, but the fact that he would really go there, you know, that he wasn't worried about being offensive or anything like that. And offensive is usually the word that they say for for his stuff or obscene or something. But that's not really the point, is that he was willing to sort of cross a line you know and maybe it was a line of good taste who knows but it was a way that made you think okay i didn't know that we were gonna you know go ahead and do that the fact that deadpool will just straight up call out logan in the movie at the beginning <laughs> that's really funny and now references to john wick during the opening credits are obviously not exactly crossing any lines it's just a reference but him calling out logan and saying that he stole the r rating and all his money at the box office and him <laughs> dying in the movie that's i mean i could i could see where he's going with that but much better are two of the mid-credit scenes which <laughs> i don't even know if i should give them away because i think they might have been the two funniest jokes in the movie but uh the fact that they're willing to do this, the fact that they're willing to go back and look at the past and do all this stuff and just straight up call them out. Or the other one is like, the fact that they'll just straight up call out DC and just say, fucking DC sucks, listen to their dubstep, you know? <laughs> that, I think, is hysterical. And it crosses a line. I mean, it's essentially just calling out your biggest competitor and saying, actually, your movies are dog shit, and also we just broke our own record for being like the highest grossing r-rated movie ever so enjoy shazam i guess see, good see, luck that's the thing you got avengers 3 taking all the money oh or actually i mean think about all three of the comic book movies that came out this year fucking black panther then uh avengers 3 and then deadpool i deadpool 2 how is DC supposed to compete with this? If you're a DC executive, how do you not just put a bullet in your mouth right now? Well, what if we just add more CW shows? Oh. Hey, what if I told you there's going to be a TV show? Oh, let me. How do I phrase this? Are you familiar with the show Gotham? Oh, my dad is the one person in the world who watches it. 
So your dad's going to be so excited when he finds out there's going to be a show about a younger Alfred Pennywise. I was that close to doing the news today. I was like, but nah, I don't want to ruin his night with that in the back of his head. Fuck. And then it happened anyways. Great. I love movies. It's, it's your favorite world, but with everyone younger and not the way you remember them. And no them superheroes. Like them. Correct. just be a detective? Hey, who needs Kevin Bacon in a Tremor show? Sci-fi's got Krypton. They would still put, like... The show fucking... that takes place before Superman was born on Krypton. They'll still put, like, fucking Harley Quinn's mom in it or something. <laughs> An R-rated girl gang movie. <laughs> Oh no! That's how they're going to compete with Deadpool and Avengers. That's exactly what they're going to do. Oh my god! Do you think it's going to be like the new Ocean's Eight or whatever, where it's just going to be an all-female cast? <laughs> so let's take it from the top. Thanks. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Deadpool two launches with over three hundred million worldwide. Jesus. Christ. Written by Amy that Poehler. Is so much fun. I do not put this equal on me. First of all, so so rude of you. Uh, Parker, let's talk about the jokes. There are a lot of now, them. Definitely the shotgun approach. Like, well, we're just gonna buckshot as many punchlines as as we can possibly cram into a movie, and there's a good chance you'll laugh at half. Parker, of them. the thing about the shotgun approach here is that I've I've seen it used before in a couple movies, and it only works sometimes. A really good example of when it works is Adam's Family Values. That, that movie takes a shotgun approach to jokes and it nails like 99% of them. It is like the key standard of the shotgun approach to jokes. And I respect this movie for doing it because I'd say a good two-thirds of the jokes hit. More on that in a second. Um, I've, I've always thought that it's more important for a comedy to be funny than it is for a horror movie to be scary. You know? Like, I, I can get through a horror movie. If it's not scary, if it's still well-made, I'll still really like it, you know? But for this, it's... it's. I mean, I sat through ten Hellraisers, <laughs> and the thought of sitting through, like, witless protection makes my body physically sore. Exactly. Like, uh, I can watch, uh... I can watch A Quiet Place, even if I'm not going to be scared by it anymore, but I cannot watch The Man Who Knew Too Little. So, for this movie... The fact that the jokes hit, and most of them hit, that's very important to me. Now, for the jokes that don't hit, Parker, I walked into this movie with a song in my heart, a smile on my face, and I thought, you know what, I've had a rough week, this is exactly the type of movie I need, a good solid comedy. When those jokes fall flat, boy do they face plant hard. Like, the, the smile from my face immediately just went away and went, oh wow oh no like there are oh, no, okay just one comes immediately to mind um and it'll lead into another point here is uh cable says he's from the future and deadpool says uh how which sharknado movie are we on oh that dude, all three of those questions were, were bad yeah duds i don't really know what the third one was i thought it was like kind of germane to what they were doing but but the second one was is dubstep still a thing why, why not ask if people no. will Pokemon go to the polls? It's the same sort of shit here. <laughs> Fucking, I'm still... Man, speaking <laughs> of, shout out to this movie having a Jared Kushner joke. That made me the Jared Kushner <laughs> joke killed. So that, that, that one's a really good one there. 
I like that one a lot. But it was real good. Yeah, those two jokes. Otherwise, th- those were awful. And then I remember just a smile fan for me. I just remember I was like kind of looking around. I was like, hell, I could write something better than that. You know, about anything. However, the dubstep joke is kind of like instrumental and like kind of proving what I'm talking about here. That is the first of three dubstep jokes. Everyone sit down. I'm completely serious here. The other two jokes actually worked on me. Like, because the other one tied into, like, oh, you must be in a DC movie. I bet you love dubstep. And then they played dubstep, and it was fucking Bangarang by Skrillex. I laughed like a little boy. And then I put it on my iPod, and it is my favorite running song now. But, uh, I'm so proud oh, it's of you. Such a good song. But, uh, I used to listen to dubstep back in college. I was a weirdo. But, uh, <laughs> wow, am I just now learning this? What? I also listened to Lady what? Gaga when I was in college, so, you know. Well, who didn't? Yeah. We're all little monsters on this Let podcast. me tell you something. Doing deadlifts to Alejandro did not increase my max. <laughs> Those albums fucking slap, and I'll fist fight anyone. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so I, I, I actually like that joke. And then they make another dubstep joke in the movie. And I don't know. I, I laughed. I thought it was funny. So it worked out on me. Maybe it was, it was just my brain getting increasingly smooth as the movie went on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's so much soil for the worms to take root in. You know, I don't know much about superheroes. Uh, No surprise to anyone. (laughs) I'll say. But (laughs) a lot of what I learned is just what I gleaned from, like, halfway viewing, like, the X-Men cartoon series, which I still need to finish. And, uh... Yeah, you're fine. You're good. Yeah, but I hear Cable's in it. You're probably fine. Now... Cable's the most 90s-ass thing I've ever seen. That's a good point, yeah. Venom. Oh, yeah. Boy, what a year for 90s comics this yeah. year. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Venom. However, uh... You think so? <laughs> oh, you're lucky it's coming out in October, motherfucker. Yes. You're so Birthday lucky. Month. Oh, I'm going to be busy. Son of a bitch. You're lucky we're going to have like 18 movies to watch every week. You piece of shit. <laughs> you white jock. <laughs> that reminds me. Since my sister's like, I'm going to make a full joke here. When he called her Black Black Widow, I was laughing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> like, again, when the jokes hit in this movie, boy, do they hit hard. The little feet scene. Oh my god. The, the little feet scene. Like, at first, I was like, okay, it's like in the first And movie. it was kind of going along, too. But, I was like, is there, are they going to keep going with this? But it kept it, getting funnier. It, the commitment to the idea of like, yeah, we could just do it again, or we could just basic instinct. The fact that he does the basic instinct with it, they're, they're, the entire audience shriek. Left. I know that when and when he got up and he saw his little baby legs, he sees his little baby bottom. <laughs> when it slowly pans up and you just see his little feet, and then his giant human-sized Ryan Reynolds hands hanging down next to his ankles. That scene alone, like I have problems with the movie. I enjoyed it, but probably not as much as the first one. But that scene alone, no regrets whatsoever. That, that scene alone was the one of the ones the that been just about uh, guaranteed it would get a Blu-ray purchase from this guy. That scene is fucking... The commitment to it, the way he has to just use all the effort in his little body to push himself to the front of the couch to get up on his little haunches. <laughs> his little bitty feet. <laughs> That's good See, stuff. it's not quite as good as like 
Okay, never mind. It's completely different. Because in the first movie, the little hand scene was really funny. Where he, it just gets to the line. I bet it feels huge in this hand. Was fantastic. But the fucking reveal of his hand just coming in from out of frame, <laughs> and caressing her. It's probably my favorite scene. You know, that scene was an example of something where they took something that they thought would be funny and they put it in the writers' room and they're like, "Oh, we can go to town on this. We can just really make as many jokes as possible." That works in this care in in this uh, scenario. I don't think it it quite works with that uh, Shiv joke they keep making. No, that no. Uh, there's a couple of callbacks like T.J. Miller being human garbage aside, he was one of my favorite parts of the first mm-hmm. one. Nothing really stuck with me this time around. The blind roommate didn't really. Oh, uh, blind Al was barely in this it. Time unfortunately, it seems like they brought back people. His his girlfriend sure didn't do anything. They brought back a lot of people and then didn't do anything with them and then gave us a new cast instead. Yeah, I like the term prison wallet, but it's like... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good, and then it happened. That's the thing, it's like Archer would have said it once and it would have been funny, you know? But who knows, I'm, I'm not going to compare everything to Archer. Now, speaking of the writing room, I was very happy and also kind of satisfied to see that Ryan Reynolds was listed as a co-writer. And you can tell, because this isn't just, oh, I think this is what the character should do. I can tell there's a lot of improv going on, and I'm probably a lot of just him knowing how the comedy works, because this is not just Ryan Reynolds reading the lines that he has given. You can tell that Ryan Reynolds has a lot of input just in the way he delivers his lines. Oh, absolutely. Like, that was my biggest takeaway from Deadpool 1. It's like, man... I'm just so happy. Not only do all these people love this movie they've been waiting for, but Ryan Reynolds has clearly wanted to make this movie for the better part of a decade. And he finally got to and is a huge success. I legitimately consider him one of the best superhero portrayals of all time. I think he is the best of all the Marvel heroes right now. I think he's better than Chris Evans as Captain America. I think he's better than Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I think he's better than Scarlett Johansson as the Incredible Hulk. I, I just feel that he's the <laughs> I just no I'm completely serious I think he's the best performer out of all of them I think he fits the character better than any of them ever will I mean it's hard to even in the comics like Deadpool does not interact with most of the DC universe or not DC he can't do that the Marvel universe well like there's crossovers and references but for the most part even in the comics they're like you stay over here and do this thing they don't even try and compare them then no a lot of people have mentioned uh, a lot of the time. They, in fact, they they seem to list this as a criticism. It's like, yeah, more you know, wacky asides, more like winks to the camera, more fourth wall breaking and references and Man. stuff like that. Let me tell you a little something about comedy, Parker. Let's pretend you and I are <laughs> out there on the old west. You ever see Brokeback Bound? We'll get to it in a bit. Now we have uh, this little dinner right here, and all we have are baked beans. Uh, yeah, I mean baked beans in this represent. Iron Man. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. baked beans are essentially Marvel movies. They taste terrible, and you have to uh-huh. kind of swallow them and just move on to the That's next day. Fine. But, That's fine. You can't take back what yeah, you said. Yeah, but every once in a while, you're like, oh, we can sweeten this up, and you put molasses on them, and it sort of sweetens up the baked beans. It still tastes disgusting. It goes down terrible, but that's a Marvel movie in general. And that's the thing is most Marvel movies have this really, really lousy humor in them. I think... Yeah, see? Let's, You're right. He won me I'm back. I'm sorry. Over. What's your favorite joke in Age of Ultron? You can just replace Marvel with modern Disney movies. I could. I it's very, the same yes, umbrella. that's definitely true. I could do that. Ask me how many times I laughed at Force Awakens or Last Jedi. Spoilers at zero. Were there any jokes in Force Awakens or Last Jedi? Uh, I mean, not as many gags. Oh, as in Last I forgot Jedi, about but... his gigantic titties in uh, Last Jedi. 
buddy. It was so funny when Poe Dameron pretended that Hux was on call waiting. I was slapping my knee. Yeah. He calls her Chrome Dome. I'm fine. <laughs> Whatever. What were we talking anyway. about? I'm very, very normal yes. today. But then, all of a sudden, one day, we, we go into the next trading town. We uh, zip up our pants and walk into the nearest trading saloon. And we each get a slice of pumpkin pie for breakfast. Now, not everyone likes pumpkin pie. But after Gosh. having nothing but baked beans and maybe a little bit of molasses on it, please... Give me the pumpkin pie. Because, I mean, it's sure it tastes different, and sometimes not everyone likes pumpkin pie, but that's essentially what Deadpool is. It's its its own unique, very, very sweet, very, very funny sort of movie with, okay, yeah, it's got its references and stuff. If you don't want whipped cream, let me know next time. But, shit, I'd rather have that than another fucking helping of baked beans. Like, what was the best joke in, uh, in, in Avengers 3? It was just Mantis, and guess what? She gets killed at the end. Take that. Yeah. How dare you have a personality in this, this movie? You liked this movie a lot more than I, I did. Like, you loved it. But I'm still... We're still on the same page with this. Because the first thing I wrote down when I got home was... I didn't love it. But when it comes to sequels to studio comedies... Like, not just superhero movies. Just all comedies from a studio. When it comes to making a sequel... This is fucking Citizen Kane. Because there aren't many good examples. So even though I didn't love it as much as you, I, we are still on the exact same page. Like, this movie is a breath of fresh air. Things don't work, but the things that work, work really well. And it's just, God, it's nice to have something Yeah, well, that, that's basically where I'm going with this. Again, I, I don't even know if I loved it. I, I think the first movie is a masterpiece. But the second movie, just not up there. Because really, the the problem here is the story is it the story is still kind of bad i prefer the story in the first movie and that's not a great sign like i yeah, do not like russell in this movie i do not like and he is the crux of the plot here he is the most important thing in this movie and i do not like him i do not like the portrayal i don't even think this movie really has a moral doesn't family no it, and you know what that's the worst part of it for me because so he it's like all of so Garden. he dies and he gets to see uh, Vanessa one more time. <laughs> I really like now dying here. Okay, that was really funny. That was cracking everyone up. <laughs> people were like, oh, it's so hard to yeah, go. people were like clapping. You know, I I and I thought it was hysterical too. Now the thing is, when he said at the very beginning of the movie that he's going to die in this one, I was like, you know, if they somehow pull that off, I wonder if they could like make it cool. You know, so when he dies, he gets to see uh, Vanessa again. I'm completely serious here. If he had stayed dead with her, I kind of would have been fine with it. Just just seeing them happy together again, I I kind of would have been into it. But at the end of the day, like, I know, they're gonna, yeah. you don't make another sequel. Like even most franchises, like all right, you just grab another hero and move on without him. But I don't want to see an X Force movie that does not have. Ryan Reynolds in it. It was legitimately kind so of a spiritual moment in the movie. The heart and soul of this entire project. Like, that is especially because Tim Miller from, directed the first one. They basically put that movie together with like $20 and a pocket full of wishes and the fact that it came out as good as it did. It was a real worrying thing when he left, like, uh, what is the sequel gonna be? And the fact that it's still this good is like, okay, so clearly... Ryan Reynolds is the heart of this, so I don't want to see one without him. But they're not going to not make a sequel because it's made all the mm -hmm. money. So, obviously, he has to live. And I'm fine with that. That's that's totally fine by and me. And honestly, like, 
as long as it's not a case of really bad diminishing returns, don't you want to see something like this every two or three years? I know mm-hmm. I do. No, like I s- as long as it doesn't fall off a cliff immediately, like it he did. talked about this movie going on for another dozen years, this franchise going on for another dozen years. So it's just like, please, I I I would love no. that. I mean, it's not like there aren't a hundred thousand C grade X Men characters you can't bring mm-hmm. in. Now, when when they uh, like I said at the onset, when she says you have to go back for your F word, it's just a family. Come on, uh. I, I really do not think that he has enough of a, of a connection with fucking Yukio in order to uh, justify. Hi. Hi, Yukio. Again, like you said, that butterfly hey. wave that that killed. It's perfection. <laughs> that got one of the hardest laughs out of me. The whole yeah. Time. I don't know why. It's just so that's that's all that they need. You know, that's just it's just a really really cute moment. Uh, and she barely does anything during the movie. She just sort of appears, which is all you need. You know, it's just. She's yeah. just Yukio. That's her thing. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of deeper joke that I'm missing there. But, uh, yeah, it's just... He doesn't have the... I don't consider that his family. You know? Even if he considers Russell a son, which, by the way, fucking terrible fail son right there. Uh, I don't... I don't know. I, I just felt that that was a very, very weak reason for him to come back. I think that they could have done something funnier, but, hey, if you want to give the movie a heart, I, I guess this is the best that they could do. I'm never going to say you shouldn't give your characters, like, heart and reason to do things. But maybe don't try to do a little better. It's not so good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but then they just went in the credits and went, oh, actually, we can just time travel. Don't worry about it. None of this that was still works. funny, it's though. Fine. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about oh, this in, in, the, in the humor in terms of, like, compare it to, like, Ant-Man again. And Ant-Man was, besides the Guardians movies, very clearly the funniest Marvel movie. And even then, the humor just isn't even close to Deadpool. Like, think about Michael Pena going on and on about backing that van up. I'd prefer not yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. It kept on going. But, uh, I mean, and there's some really funny moments in Ant-Man. I'm not going to pretend like there aren't, but most of the humor falls completely flat on its face in comparison to Deadpool 2. So, again... Well, one is a movie made for the humor to work, not only on all ages... But on every possible continent on the globe. Yeah. And the other is just an R-rated throughout as many punchlines as possible. If they don't laugh at five, the sixth one will kill them. Well, that's the thing is I, I really feel that Deadpool is more like... Uh, it's a two out of three movie. It really is. It's, I think, two out of every three punchlines land. It's just that, boy, that third one, it falls very flat. And it just wipes the smile from your face, really. And it's not like, and it's, not like it's offensive. Like... It's not like it's a rape joke or something. It's not like mean-spirited or just an ugly joke. It's just a... Ooh, this is... Like, because you alluded to earlier talking about it being way too much like fourth-wall-breaking stuff like that. I don't like that stuff, but I'm at a Deadpool movie, so you just kind of assume it's coming. Like, it's this is clearly not for me, but the packed Friday night theater I'm in... They're digging it, so you know what? It's fine. Oh yeah, this is definitely this is definitely a pack theater experience sort of movie. I think it kind of helps when that, people are laughing at some of these jokes. That, like those post credit scenes. If I had watched those at home, I would have been like, "Oh, that's cute." They fucking brought the entire house down. Oh yeah, I have to. Those crush so hard. Like it makes such a. Difference. I have to admit, I think I laughed harder at those scenes than I laughed at any other scenes. It, it was sort of aided by the theater, but really like, good. oh, the Green Lantern. Like literally thing. in. <laughs> The second 
fucking Ryan Reynolds comes in with his mouth CGI'd shut and Wolverine staring at him. My friend I went with got so excited he slapped my knee and went, Ah, look at it! <laughs> it's like, you don't expect to see X-Men Origins Wolverine footage thrown into the post credit scene. <laughs> you don't expect to see that movie ever again. Because, <laughs> like, this is, and the first one, but this one especially, are a case of, it's a movie for the fans, but, like, for real, and not just an excuse for why it was a piece of shit. Like, it works if, I'm sure your dad will laugh at a lot of it, but there are jokes that he will look at and go, who the fuck is that? Who are those people oh, behind yeah, that yeah. door? Why is, there a, why is there a blue monster man shutting yeah. the door? But the movie still Wait, works. Wait, he watched, he watched X-Men the, the Animated movie. Series with me, so he'll recognize the big blue hairy man. God, your dad. <laughs> like, there's jokes that are specifically for people who follow this their whole lives. The people, uh, out of the three people I went with, two of them did not get the joke about not being able to draw feet. And that's fine, because they laughed at the joke after Yeah, that, that's a good point, you know? But, uh, I, I don't know. Some of the stuff I don't know how he's going to react to uh, Yukio and Negasonic Teenage Warhead being together. But, uh, but luckily he doesn't know that Domino's what? white in the comics, so... Oh, thank goodness. You just take that secret to your grave. Look, her cleavage is impressive enough. We're all going to be, like, ignoring it. Oh, look. Everyone should watch Atlanta. That's the biggest takeaway. Atlanta is a real yeah, good it's show. a really good you know satirical comedy about life and the whatever. Well, yeah. What's your favorite I've episode? I've never seen a single episode of. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of favorites, guess who wasn't expecting the Juggernaut to show up in a movie in twenty eighteen? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I knew the Juggernaut from the X Men animated series, and. Uh, and the YouTube video. And the YouTube, which Josh likes a whole lot more than I do. And he, I think he, I think he can quote it verbatim. But, oh, get the fuck out of my <laughs> I, I, I think it's like, I remember watching the show, and in the show, I, my memory kind of serves to say that he was more like a, instead of being an, an unstoppable badass, he was just more like the big, heavy character, oh, I'll run out of the way while he runs into a wall, you know? But it turns out, in actuality, he's kind of like the X-Men or anti-X-Men sort of version of the Hulk where he's super strong and powerful and unbelievably, you know, unstoppable sort of thing. Like he, he just fucking rips him in half. That's so good. He just tears him in half and walks away. Or or oh, let's man. fuck some shit up is my legal middle name. <laughs> Yo, how did you like that killing montage with Domino that was pretty much just like a single room of Final Destination? It was, you know how happy that made me. <laughs> like, this movie, the action is not as good as John Wick or Atomic Blonde. Spoilers. So it's like every action but movie. But it's much better. Th- <laughs> but it's much better than the first one. Like, the scene with Deadpool just using the brick to murder people. Yeah. That is much better than any action sequence in the Yo, first I one. I actually like the opening montage where he's listening to 9 to 5 by Dolly Parton. <laughs> Personally, I've also happened to love that song even before I saw the movie. That checks. I out. haven't seen the movie Nine to Five, that. but like it just sounds so good. You hear the typewriter and stuff. <laughs> I'm assuming that everyone will have heard that song in the intro. I hope so. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what my intro is going to be. I, I merely here's. I don't know if this is an embarrassing admission or not, but uh, I went oh, to uh, the soundtrack as soon as I got out because I, I wanted to see like some of the other songs in there, and uh, boy, I just started downloading songs from the soundtrack. Uh, I got I got nine <laughs> to five again, and I downloaded Bangarang in 2018. Proud of you. 
made me want to watch Hook. What the? F- what is happening? <laughs> Look, I know Hook is not a good movie, but I kind of want to rewatch it. Buddy, you don't have to explain that to me. <laughs> you, you're Maybe fine. I should watch it with Alex. Although, have you looked up the runtime of Hook? I feel like there have been multiple occasions where I've been like, I should watch Hook. And then I opened it and went, oh, fuck, I'm going to do something else. It's 142 else. minutes. That should be illegal. <laughs> he should be put in prison. I can't imagine watching that fucking movie for 142 minutes. Nice, that is... That fucking... How dare you? Uh, unbelievable. Oh, God. Let me scroll through what I got written here. Yeah. Touch on most mm-hmm. of it. I did like that Josh Brolin wasn't just the straight yeah. man. He had some good zingers, but that were delivered completely straight in typical Josh Brolin voice. I love me some mm-hmm. You should watch Jonah Hex. Also, I really feel that I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I I gotta like Colossus a lot more. Colossus, he was good <laughs> in the first movie, and he's even better in the second one. I'm so happy they brought him yeah. back. It's such a random-ass character to pick in that first one, but I'm so happy he stayed around. Fucking giving her a granola bar in the first the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just say fuck. Oh, enjoy your time in hell, Swamp Mouth. <laughs> Brian Reynolds rode the charisma from fucking waiting for like 15 years, and then Deadpool finally What about happened. the proposal? God How could we forget? <laughs> Yeah, you can say those words. He's also extraordinarily good-looking. Holy shit. Like, you can only tell in one scene of the movie, but goodness gracious. I should watch the Amityville Horror remake where he has a beard. Gonna have a very regular night tonight. Oh, that reminds me. The Celtics lost, so it's... No, it's two to two in the series. They have to lose the entire series before I shave off my beard, and you pick a movie for me. So, we're still going on that one. You're gonna want that beard, because it's gonna be very chilly in Serbia, (laughs) friend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh don't you dare i've already seen that movie once i can't go back uh also somewhere on the internet there's audio of a bunch of us in a skype call making one of my friends watch it and they did not enjoy I, it i don't expect that they did um <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> last time alex visited uh she said that the beard looked very much like john krasinski uh although i think the first time i opened up the door and she saw the beard after a while i think her first words were oh Jesus! I'd slam that shit in your face. Get out of here! No, no, it was something like that, and uh, and then as as she got a little bit closer, she's like, "Oh, so kind of like John Krasinski in a quiet place." And I was like, "Yeah, let's go with that." She said it looked (laughs) fine in a profile, so you know, got that going for me, which is nice. Uh, (laughs) You sound pretty thrilled about it. I'm. I hate the spirit so much, Parker. Having a normal it's, one. It's not as bad as a lot of other beards I've seen from a lot of my friends. Like, I'm growing it out better than I thought I would. But, oh my god, this thing is so... F- I, I, I do not look as good as I possibly could with this. Solo's probably going to be fine. I know, but it's just... I bet it's not going to... What are we going to talk about? I bet about? it's not going to make very much money. I bet Deadpool 2 is going to steal all of the uh, money from him. Oh no, it's gonna uh, be fine. Okay. It's summer and kids can't get into Deadpool. It's gonna do. Oh, fine. that's a good point. It's gonna make four or five hundred million, which is plenty with Episode Nine coming. We out also have year. to find out how he gets his space boots. 
The fact that it hasn't even come out yet, and I've already heard, yeah, yeah, Disney would do a Lando movie. Like, <laughs> fucking kill me. I don't want this. Dude, why not just do a Jabba the Hutt solo movie? <laughs> I'm sure they will. Look, I bet Donald Glover will be great in it. I bet a Lando movie would be better than the solo movie. That doesn't mean I want either. I mean, we know how... But here we are. Sorry, we know how good Rogue One was. What if we just watch a movie about a character where we don't know what happens to him at the end? That'd be cool. That'd be a fucking surprise. Are you telling me that the Ginger, the Ginger Snaps prequel was not, you know, your Holy favorite? Holy Jesus, that's... I feel like that episode is coming sooner rather than later. When the Celtics pull off a miraculous attack. <laughs> I have to fucking watch it. You do realize if we win Game 7 against LeBron, I'm going to make you watch the Seagull in theaters. I mean, if you can physically come down here and drive me to a theater, that's fine. You don't even have to buy my ticket, that's fine, but you will not. You will not. You almost forced me to see Coco just to see the fucking Olaf thing. I didn't forget that. You were going to make me drive out to pay money. Just so I could see Olaf's frozen. Adventure. I legit forgot about Olaf's magical adventure or whatever. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> oh, it's gonna stay with you for a while, isn't it? It's a part of me now. <sighs> Appropriating other people's customs, so these two white fucking cracker idiots can have a Christmas. Fatherless morons. <laughs> Not a single joke in the entire short. I. But enough songs. More than enough. I can't get over. Alex and I were like looking at each other, like, "What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why is this still going? I want to die." So that's kind of the end of it, right? Oh God, the fucking snowman singing. <laughs> that fucking thing. All right. So, any final thoughts on you. Deadpool two? Uh, give me a second here. I feel like there were things I wanted to mention, but I've forgotten. Do you have, like, a favorite joke that comes to mind? I mean, we talked about it at great I mean, length. besides... If I had oh, to pick one besides the leg scene and the mid credit scene, I would say... Whoa, watch the hate, Fox and Friends. <laughs> uh, probably Jared Kushner. <laughs> Jared Kushner one killed. That one really got me. Well, I think we hit just about everything. I just shot it down some general stuff because I have brain worms. I can't remember anything. But uh, all in all, boy, my biggest takeaway was leaning into my friend going, was that fucking Brad Pitt? There we go. Man, wasn't expecting to see that. I'm impressed that I caught it, too. I was very, like, I didn't trust my own instincts. Because, you know, it was early. No, not really early, but... I was cramming fries in my mouth like a fat little treat boy. So, you know, I'm just shoveling food. I look up like, is that, is that Brad Pitt? No, it couldn't have been. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't realize what the other cameo was until like two hours ago when it was explained to me. Or are you aware of another cameo? Besides Brad Pitt? Who? Who? Uh-huh. Oh, buddy. Was We're it Matt Damon? Adventure here. It sure Who was. was. It? So, you know when Cable first appears and there's those two truckers? Yeah. So one of the truckers, he is in the credits as Dickie Greenleaf, which is the name of the character Jude Law played in the talented Mr. Ripley 
And that's the character whose identity Matt Damon stole in that movie. There's a lot going on there. Oh my god. Just under heavy ass prosthetics talking to Alan Tudyk. What the fuck? Movies are good sometimes. I have to tell you, that uh that redneck trucker scene, I didn't laugh. And they no, were talking about typing. Nothing for me. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's I think Charlie Kirk wrote that the scene. First, like I'd call it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, I strapped on my diet to own the Libcooks. <laughs> the first, honestly, like, up until the James Bond opening, which really yeah. got me. Up until then, it was pretty sparse of, like, oh, like, starting to look around, like, I hope this picks up soon, because this is not working for me. But it did. It absolutely yeah. did. But it was a slow start mixed with a bunch of fourth wall breaking, which is my least favorite Deadpool thing, mixed with... But then what if we just kill the girlfriend? Yeah. It was a real quick succession of like, oh, this might not be the movie for me. Uh-oh. Well, at least I will have content to discuss. Speaking of that, uh, I will say this. It's not just better than Avengers 3, but it's a lot better than Avengers 3. I'll probably never watch Avengers 3 high. ever again. But if this is on TV, I'll watch it every single time. Next week is solo. The movie's so nice, they filmed it twice, my friend. <laughs> Making me laugh. Ha ha ha. Where you gonna go to? 
Try to hide, but you know that I'll find you. Tippy toes sneaking up behind you. I'm Deadpool. Do I have to remind Regenerate? you? Regenerate because it's cool when I fall off a ledge. Deadpool. The crazy ass guards are looking to do so click, click, boom. Deadpool. I don't believe in the golden rule. I came to get laid. Deadpool. Note to the ladies, I'm not a tool. I'm a sexy motherfucker. Sexy motherfucker.